Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, Leadership Matters. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl White, and today we're going to be discussing women voices in leadership, increasing understanding on being successful as a woman and being an ally. With me today, I'm delighted to have three dynamic women who serve on the board of directors at the Neighborhood House Association in San Diego, California. The Neighborhood House Association is one of San Diego's largest human services agencies. So let's start with just some introductions and again saying thank you for each of you joining me. We have with us today Alexandra Albro, a Vice President and General Counsel for ESET North America. Alexandra, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. And we have Adrienne Brandon, the Chair and CEO of Stina Dynamics. Adrian, did I get that correct? Yes, thank you so much, Dr. White. Mm -hmm, thank you. And Melinda Valencia, Engineering Manager at Hewitt Packard. Uh, thank you. you yeah, good to have you here, Melinda. I'm gonna ask, start by just kind of asking each of you to share a little bit about yourself and the leadership roles you've experienced, starting with Alexander. Hi, yes. Yeah, so thank you. I am Alexandra Albro and I work for a cybersecurity company. And my background is in legal and I've been an attorney for quite some time. And I've actually joined ESET um, over 12 years ago. So my leadership or career has really evolved with ESET. And today I am the vice president and general counsel of ESET. And it's been a very exciting journey with the company. Mm -hmm. Thank you. How about Adrian? If you could share, what about your background? Yes, thank you so much. I'm Adrian background. I'm Adrian Brandon. I join you today as CEO, board member, a community leader, wife of 23 years, and a mother of two adolescents. I was raised in Anchorage, Alaska, and my leadership journey started very early from being elected president multiple times in both high school and college, and then learning to make decisions strategically for a constituency as a youth. I graduated from Duke um, and Harvard Business School and have held leadership roles in a few different settings since then. So for example, in large public companies like Procter & Gamble, Ernst & Young, and Volcano, where I was in middle management, on corporate as well as nonprofit boards where I've served in various chair roles and often sit on the audit and nominating and governance committees, and then also serving as a co-founder and chair um, and or CEO of my own companies. I've also made it a priority to take on leadership roles in my broader community that focus on the education of others, like governance roles at my children's schools, in their school district, and in professional leadership organizations like YPO as a board member and champion. But in all of the leadership experiences that I've had, one common river that runs through all of my leadership experiences is that the role I strive to always play um, is serving as an upstander, a truth teller, I'm an avid listener and a steward. And so I do consider it a privilege and a blessing to serve and use my leadership positions to lift others up. Wonderful. Thank you, Adrian. And Melinda, how about yourself? 
Hello, I'm Melinda Valencia. So I am, uh, as you mentioned, Cheryl mentioned, an, a manager of engineers. I, I work for HP, the big electronics company. And I'm from San Bernardino, California, born and raised. I am a, a mom of two boys. And I think that one great thing about myself is that my family is my number one priority, right? And then I feel like our neighbors and our communities are sort of an extended family. And I think that's what draws me to things like serving um, the uh, board of NHA is the opportunity to you know, serve others. And, and I'm, I'm the first in my family with a college degree. I've got a bachelor's and a master's in electrical engineering. So that's about me. And the leader's circle, I'd say, uh, you know, in college and things, how they always say, do you want to lead something? And then a lot of people step back. And then, like, the one standing there going, oh, wait, did everyone step back? Okay, I guess I'll be the, the lead of this. <laughs> so I never minded. And then as I got into the workforce, I became an engineer. I was always volunteering to be on like our company diversity and inclusion networks, things like that for, for women, multicultural bins, just volunteer. Like I've always had passion around education. So like if the kids are coming to our site, I would be raising my hand to show them around or get, do an engineering experiment. Um, but, you know, one thing, though, to be frank, is that uh, in my engineering job itself, I actually... Um, I had struggled with self-confidence self when, uh, self when I was younger, and I didn't see people like who looked or acted like me much in the leadership around me. So I kind of somehow, you know, the little voice in your said, well, maybe that's not you, uh, the bad, the evil voice in your head, you know, because that's not accurate. And then, you know, at some point I start putting myself out there as a technical leader, and then, and then um, I was uh, – you know, basically people around me said, you would make a good manager. And I thought, well, I'm going to give it a try. And, and I was scared, and I tried it anyway. And I love management. I really do. And so now, um, since then, I've always stuck with uh, engineering management, but I've held roles in research and development, uh, new product introduction, uh, manufacturing engineering. And I'm, I'm currently leading an engineering team in research and development to launch um, a new big product. So that's about awesome. me. Thank you, Melinda. Alexander, with your modest introduction, would you like to add anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so I'm also a mother of three. And within our company, you know, I, I always felt like giving back or I'm you know, being a mother of three, I feel like that has oftentimes driven me to leave the world a better place, to, you know, have them really experience um less obstacles or maybe different obstacles that I, you know, experienced. And so with that in mind, um, I pushed for some changes within our company policy changes, but I've also helped establish our global um, ESG or corporate social responsibility program, if you will, and really harness the um, energy and collaborative impact across the globe. And it's, you know, at, Currently, I'm still involved, but I've handed off the leadership to somebody else. I felt like I, okay, I set the stage and now it's time for somebody else to shine. But mm -hmm. it's just so rewarding to see, you know, um, such a program come to fruition because to me, it's very, very important. And I'm, I'm really excited to see how the program evolves and what changes within the company uh, we can achieve. But also through this program, I was able to create so many different relationships within the San Diego community. And we've um, came up with some creative programs, how to help the different 
um, groups within the community that might need a little extra help um, mm -hmm. to succeed. And it's just been really exciting um, to watch that. And so when I think of leadership, um, yes, it, you know, I think of, of my probably core function, but there's been always um, activities or initiatives that I've taken part of just because I was really passionate about it, or I wanted to leave the world a better place for my kids and kids or children of my friends and family. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. Adrian, let me throw it back over to you and just ask you, you know, what helped you prepare for leadership? First, I would say it's my parents. My dad was a military leader and my mom was a public school teacher. So early on growing up, I had examples of stewardship and service and sacrifice and educational advancement, stepping up and serving for a higher purpose all the time, all around me, ever present. So I learned from them that whether you're leading troops or a class community of students and their families or any cause or team that you care about, you should step up and be helpful and seek the opportunity to lead with and serve with your head and with your heart and be strategic and thoughtful and kind and just do things decently and in order. I'm also a lifelong learner and um, in addition to majoring in public policy studies in college and and getting my MBA, um, where we learned how to use data and statistics and um, economics and history and ethics to build just systems and companies and societies for all. Um, I think that's one of the things that really propelled me towards wanting to and feeling drawn to leadership. Specifically while getting my MBA, I learned how to dare mighty things and how to create a vision and motivate others around that vision and get results. But outside of my formal education, I truly think that experience has probably been my very best teacher and being in various types of companies and communities and, and big and small teams working towards a goal has really informed my lens on life. And, and I've brought that to all the leadership um, roles that I've, I've had. Oh, great. Thank you, Adrian. And uh, Melinda, how about for yourself? What has helped prepare you for leadership? Well, you know, I think everyone's got to be their own sort of leader. Like we all bring our strengths and we build from there. And I'm with Adrian in some ways is that experience is a great teacher. So I mentioned like you can lead something like in your company, like a, uh, you know, a team uh, for uh, volunteering for, I don't know, a Halloween event or for something for the school, those kinds of things. Those are great practice. And then just having relationships building relationships, caring about those, communicating well. I think that those are just huge. Relationships and communication can't get any more fundamental, I think, to leadership than that. Mm -hmm. And then I'd say also, um, you know, I've looked for mentors. Uh, and there's a lot of different types of mentors you can have. I won't go into that in detail, but that's always been a great help. So some people you can pour your heart out. Some people you're looking for sponsorship. Mm -hmm. It's really a, a fantastic thing to have. Um, and then be a mentor yourself. That's also a good way to build leadership, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then I just put ask for things, too. So for me, I would say, like, hey, I want to I wanna lead this. And I'm thinking, oh, what are you doing? I'm scared. Like, I just kept being scared <laughs> and trying doing it anyway. And, uh, yeah, I'm doing it anyway. And, and then, you know, don't worry. Like, you know, somewhere on the line, you may suffer a rejection. Maybe your ego will be okay. It will it will come back, you know. And if you make a mistake, it's okay. It will, it will be okay. <laughs> yeah, no, wonderful. Thank you, Melinda. And 
Looks like we are going to need to take a uh, commercial break, but when we come back, love to hear from yourself, um, Alexander, with regards to what helped prepare you for leadership and looking forward to hearing more with regards to how being a woman has impacted each of you with your life journey, the adversities maybe that you have um, encountered and the fortitude that got you through. So stay with us. We'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 619-453-8093. That's 619-453-8093. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness service. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at leadershipforuminc.com. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insights from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, and get hired into the career you want and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Dr. Cheryl White at swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back with more on Leadership Matters and delighted to have three dynamic women who serve on the Board of Directors at Neighborhood House Association joining us today. Let me have each of you just to introduce yourself, starting with Alexandra. Alexandra Albro. I'm Edu. And Alexandra, I'm going to, for those who may have joined us between the break, you want to tell us your, um, at least your title, maybe the organization you're affiliated with. Of course, thank you. Um, I'm the Vice President and General Counsel of ESED North America, which is a cybersecurity company. Awesome. And I'm Adrienne Brandon, Chair and CEO of Sino Dynamics. Wonderful. And? Hi, I'm Melinda Valencia. I work for HP. I am a Manager of Engineers. Great. Thank you so much. And for those who are just joining us, um, 
want to just pick up where we left off. We were talking about what helped each of you prepare for leadership. And Alexandra, we're going to have you share next. Yeah, so, you know, I do have to um, mention my dad because I remember I was quite young and, uh, you know, what I didn't say is I actually come originally from the Slovak Republic, so um, I moved to the United States later in my life. But as a a child, I remember telling my dad, uh, saying, I'm going to be the president of the Slovak Republic. And he says, yeah, absolutely, you go for it. And (laughs) so... (laughs) I had encouragement, you know, uh, and aspirations for leadership positions since I was very young and my dad particularly, he always supported me, um, you know, in whatever endeavor that I I wanted to pursue. So I owe him, you know, that encouragement and that that support that, you know, I feel like every leader needs, you know, from whether it's family or friends, the support is incredibly important. And then just I... I want to say curiosity, you know, things are sometimes or, or, or projects, activities may seem really daunting and we may have fear and taken on more. But if you, I feel like if you approach it with curiosity, it's a great learning opportunity. And, you know, if you're taking on something for the first time, we all have to start somewhere and we all have those first times we haven't figured it out yet Mm -hmm. and through the process of taking it on and the experience we learn and um we we get that experience that we want as leaders and we whatever we learn we take on to the next experience and so to me it's been the curiosity and lastly i would want to say you know, knowing who you are and what you stand for what your values are and and what what do you want to leave to this world? Um, I think early on as well, my dad used to say, oh, you know, you're such a positive, happy person. And I feel like that has been the chain throughout my life. And a lot of times I think just a smile as a leader or even just, you know, a supporter of other people, it just goes such a long way. So approaching things from a positive perspective has also been Uh, very useful for me and preparation for leadership. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to, Melinda, ask you to start us off just talking about how being a woman has impacted your life and leadership journey. Well, I'd say that I've felt fortunate that I've always been encouraged to do what I wanted to do. and, And no one's really ever said to me that there was any gender limitations or anything such to what I try to do. Now, that said, I say when I joined the engineering team and all, sometimes I'd get a bit uneasy looking around and you're the only woman in the room. And, you know, I mentioned before that little voice sometimes that whispers things that you really don't want to hear, like, hey, maybe uh, do you belong here? And you say, yes, I do. Okay, just, you know, that's, but, you know, I had to kind of work with that over time. And, and those things have changed, I'll say, just over the last 20 years of my career. There are just a lot more women in engineering, and also I've noticed the swing in the culture and leadership traits that corporate America values. Some of them swung a little more towards traits that women, quote, on average might show. You know, it's like things like um, inclusion and just, uh, you know, transparency, caring about others. Um, being able to like get through tough conversations or tough spots while maintaining relationships, you know, not being so hierarchical. 
Um, and so I've noticed that, and that's been great because that, that's I really enjoy that leadership style, and that's one of the things that made me really be interested in joining management. I noticed a change um, over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and um, I think that, okay, that's that what wraps it up for me. Okay, great. Alexander, how about yourself? So when I think back to my um, high school, I remember, I think we were in class of 36, and there were only nine girls, and the rest of uh, the class were boys. And this was a mathematics, um, more computer science-oriented high school. And I I have to be really honest. Now I look back, and I'm like, wow, I didn't realize <laughs> what minority I was in that classroom and how it actually would follow me in my life. Um, but I'm really grateful for that experience because what I felt there was, um, you know, how women and, and, and my, my girlfriends in the class, we really stuck together, but also, um, the, the boys in the classroom, they were actually supportive of us, you know, like if we had questions or, um, we wanted to explore some topics or just get a different perspective, they were really willing to, to provide it. And so, you know, I, I want to say that usually it's it's in hindsight that I that I may realize how what a minority I was and mm-hmm. and and how you know sometimes little impact it had on me because <laughs> I I just felt like okay um, yeah there's less of us but so what I can do just as good of a job as as any of the other people in the room mm-hmm. um, and so. Yeah, I I feel like I was really fortunate uh, from my young age um, experiencing such a, being in a minority and not letting it, um, you know, control how I thought or what I pursued. Yeah, it sounds like you had a very supportive environment from both your um, female uh, students, you know, that you were, um, you know, have that camaraderie with and support from, but also from the male students who were supportive, mm-hmm. that supportive environment. Adrian, how about for yourself? Thank you. So one impact being a woman has had on my life um, and my leadership journey is, is I almost always, especially in spaces where um, I look around, you know, like Melinda talked about, and women are not represented or we are underrepresented. I'm just mindful that I'm often... Um, representing others that aren't in the room yet. And so it often causes me to step up and fly right and represent and really bring my best self to things, not just on behalf of myself and my family, but on behalf of women and women of color in particular. Um, I think that my leadership journey um, took longer because I'm a woman, not necessarily for family reasons like maternity leave, which I did take, but because in some places, the glass ceiling for me was very real um, when I was progressing through corporate America. So over 20 years ago, when I was in the consulting industry, and over 10 years ago, when I was in the medical device industry, at one point, I looked around, and I just noticed that there were just not very many women, particularly in top jobs, or particularly women of color in leadership roles above me. And I wondered if it was the right place for me. And sometimes feeling compelled to stay, to trailblaze, um, or often, you know, to consider moving on and really weighing that every time. Whereas I think other people may or may not have to weigh that. They just do what's best for them. 
But at some point I did decide to bet on myself and I looked for opportunities to have more agency and more control of my professional time and impact while being more available to my family, um, like board service, for example. And um, since I'm speaking about my family, um, since a part of my womanhood journey has included being a wife in a dual career marriage, as well as a mother, I'm constantly um, and, and enthusiastically making trade-offs with my time and attention, given my leadership roles outside of my home um, and trying to show up for others there, as well as the time and attention that I desire to give and that's needed for me um, to my family. And I'm often finding myself thinking, what are things that others can do versus what are things that only I can do? Mm-hmm. And make trade-offs using that as a, as a principle. But sometimes it results in less sleep um, and less presence at times when um, feeling compelled to show up in leadership in all the spaces that I needed and serve. A, a lot of my friends will talk about, you know, putting their children to bed, you know, at eight or, or eight or so, and then getting to work on the rest of your day, um, which I've heard is very common amongst um, women like me as well. So there's some sacrifice there. Um, to build on some of the points that Alexandra made about um, having a positive perspective and the optimism um, about being a woman in, 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 in your professional career. I've also just been very conscious of my womanhood, um, particularly lately in my new role um, of leadership of the company that I own and um, opening the door of opportunity to other women. So um, at the company I own, over 60% of us identify as women. And every one of them knows that no matter what's going on, yes, you might have a manager, but it's okay for you to come to me if you feel like you need me. Um, for anything. And I think that really helps everyone know that we are to be expected um, or we are to be respected. And it just has created a really lovely culture, I think, at the company, which is what I've always wanted. And then finally, I would say that I'm also very sensitive to and and aware that I'm often unexpected um, in certain environments as a, as a woman leader, and particularly as a Black woman leading a high-tech manufacturing company in Silicon Valley. Um, so I've just become very comfortable belonging to myself um, mm-hmm. at times mm-hmm. while constantly looking for ways um, to help others belong and and feel welcome as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you, um, Adrian. And I think there's uh, so much in there um, to unpack um, some things that really stand out to me is the belonging to yourself in the midst of um, also just the, the um passion charge and maybe even burden you may have felt in your journey uh, with regards to going above and beyond to represent well, to hold that door open uh, for the next person uh, to come through. And um, also the sacrificing sleeping. (laughs) Um, And hopefully as you figured out who else could do this, be it in your personal life, or in your professional life, who might you be able to, for lack of a better word, delegate some things to? Um, hopefully will allow you over a period of time to manage it all and also find that well-being, get that important sleep. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Alexandra, I'm going to ask you, when faced with adversity, what gave you the fortitude to keep on keeping on? Such a good question. You know, there are a few things. Um for me, the the most obvious choice is my children, uh, you know, just knowing why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that the truth will 
come out you know whatever you know the truth uh, needs to come out it will come out and if i keep going um we will achieve the goal or the would the truth will come out um and, and that has really kept me going sometimes even if it was really really hard and then i also believe that um you know there is a higher purpose there is a higher power and that's was also the source of my energy you know knowing that in the end there is that higher purpose and there's a reason why this is happening and if nothing else just um like adrian has said leaving the door open for the next person coming that's mm -hmm. a higher purpose so mm -hmm. so knowing that this isn't happening just because but there's a reason behind it um and you know sometimes i may feel like why me um precisely because i probably have the strength to seek this um through and get to the end um has always been something that kept me going mm -hmm. despite adversity yeah, wonderful, and love the emphasis on your um, the power you've drawn from your own spiritual journey and connection. That spiritual energy can be so important, as well as that purpose. Because part of that is that purpose beyond ourselves, be it family or um, humanity in general, regards to trying to do something to help make things better. I'm going to take another commercial break. When we come back, I'm going to um, ask. Adrian and Melinda, for you to share the same, as well as what has really helped you each advance as women in the workplace, and um, how might others actually be allies? I think, um, Alexander, you shared some of that with regards to your experience in school, but we'll come back and hear a little bit more. So please stay with us, and we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Leadership Matters is brought to you by Innovisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact Innovisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 619-453-8093. That's 619-453-8093. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Innovisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness service. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. 
or send an email to Dr. Cheryl White at swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back with more on Leadership Matters with three dynamic women who serve on the board of directors at the Neighborhood Health Association. Alexander Albro, Adrienne Brandon, Melinda Valencia. Again, welcome to each of you. And thank you to those who've joined us in the listening audience. Before we went to break, we were talking about what did each of you do that gave you the fortitude to keep on keeping on in, in the midst of adversity? Adrienne, I'm going to throw that ball to you and ask you to continue this dialogue. Thank you. Um, Alexandra and I find strength in these moments in very similar ways. In these moments of adversity, I am reminded that I'm serving a higher purpose, whether it's for my family, other people of color, other women, my community, the organization's goals, or humanity at large, um, and sometimes even just the principles that are at stake in the conversation or in the room. I do have, and I'm very blessed with, a phenomenal set of people um, that have crossed my path in my life um, that I can turn to for counsel and for comfort um, and confidence, starting with my family, um, which extends to you know great friends and mentors that I've had along the way. My faith is a huge part of where I go to when adverse times present themselves. I do believe that faith is the assurance of things hoped for and for and the conviction for things not seen. And there are countless examples in my life where I've just had to step out on faith and, and time and time again, no matter how things turned out, um, I've been better for it. So I do just want to acknowledge that um, adversity sometimes um, hones us in, you know, from that, from coal to that diamond that we were always destined to be. So I, I firmly believe also, I mean, this has helped me too, that what is for me will be for me. It's enabled me to let go of things and, you know, I understand that there are things I can control and things that I can't control. And um, I love to help others understand that and illuminate that. And I just, I, I don't recommend spending a lot of time dwelling on immovable objects. And, you know, again, truly go back to committing to serving a higher purpose when things get tough. I'll also just say that in general, I am an empath. Um, I feel very deeply um, and care very deeply. And so um, often in tough moments, I will understand as well as extend grace and mercy to others. And um, that has also allowed me to, you know, let things go and often put things into context by just stepping into other shoes or stepping right next to them side by side. And then again, as I mentioned, you know, earlier that I, you know, I do belong to myself and sometimes that that's what I need to, to stick to. to, to. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank you. I love the higher purpose thread with family, friends, faith, heard that serenity prayer in there, as well as compassion and grace for yourself and others. Melinda, how about yourself? Well, as I've been listening to Alexandra and Adrian, I recognize some things. Maybe I put it in a little bit different words, but there's some commonality there mm -hmm. in terms of like the, you know, like, like your principle, something that's important to you that you really believe in. You stick with that. That's a guiding light for you, right? That, that will help you through. And then uh, another way I look at it uh, similar is like, I, ha you know, I have a vision of, of where I'm going and what I'm doing. Like, like, I mean, I had trouble paying for college and I was trying, I was really burned out working in school and 
I, you know, I had this, this vision of what the professional career was going to mean for me, for, you know, my economic security, for what I could give back to folks in my family who weren't doing as well, you know, for what kind of the things I could, lifestyle I could have for my children and what, what I could give to them. Um, and, and I wasn't going to let that go because I am stubborn. And I, that was like a light for me, right? It guides me. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I also think, like, for example, I have my, one of my sons has some learning disabilities, and I just, you know, you might be, you might be a little sad. You might, if you get angry, you're sad a little bit. Go for it, but then just stop and move on, right? I think even Adrian mentioned that in terms of, you know, knowing when to give grace and things, right? You just can't stew too long. You have to move on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. That's to those um, great threads with regards to principles, vision, heard some tenaciousness in there and perseverance and uh, the grace that allows you to rebound. So absolutely. Um, can re- those all resonate with me as well. What helped you to advance as a woman in the workplace and in your life? Any tips you might offer to others? Adrian? Yes, thank you. So first, um, I think Going into situations, teams, meetings, um, new organizations, conversations, always looking to create community and looking for symmetry, um, I think has really, really helped me um, both professionally and in life. Um, In the presence of barriers um, and what perceives to be a wall, I've just leaned on the connection to what do we both want? How are we both the same? Um, a connection to our humanity and really just achieving the other piece is really achieving achieving undeniable impact or results that you can't take away from me because of a demographic about me, for example. Um, I've also sought out other women uh, to learn from and just been very direct. Uh, I feel like that's always best about what I might be perceiving or feeling. Um, and what's been lovely is other women understand. Um, they they know where I'm coming from and why I'm asking. And almost always um, I've felt, and I've also tried to foster reciprocity in terms of safety and numbers. You know, we're here for each other. I've also, um, I'm very blessed that from both of my parents, um, I have a very strong work ethic. Um, I have learned and, and seen, uh, my husband's also a great example of this, that you know, a strong work ethic says a lot. And so I've learned to really demonstrate and leverage my strong work ethic, um, similar educational backgrounds at times, uh, or demonstrating toughness and tenderness, um, which we can do well as women, among other things. And even at times just having to, you know, be a sports enthusiast and talk about what's going on and what I saw in Sports Center last night, um, to be, you know, in relationship with someone I might be working with closely if I'm not able to relate other ways. Just, again, to show the men and the women leaders that I've worked with that I was more like them than not. You know, and that sort of consciously or subconsciously appeals to their humanity. So the results that, you know, I'm attaining also could just speak for themselves, which is really what we want, right? For the majority of my career, I have worked for men. And almost every job that I've had, I've been hired by a man to do it except for, uh, you know, owning my own company. And I was also mentored over over the number of years by a number of amazing men who understood this glass ceiling, saw my potential and ambition, and put me in 
high level corporate situations and boardrooms, despite my title at the time, to just listen and learn and observe how things were done at the highest level. And those were huge gifts that helped me advance. Um, and then finally, you know, I would just as a tip, uh, two two final tips, I would just make sure that, you know, when you can look around the room and just make sure all voices in the room are heard and represented. You know, even if you're a woman in the room and everybody's a woman, making sure that non-women, you know, are represented in the conversation. I think I've been conditioned to rarely look at things through one lens or vantage point because I've wanted to be seen as multifaceted. And it's just so important to use context and optimism and reality in all situations like that and not just be one-dimensional. Mm -hmm. Thank you for those valuable um, insights. Melinda, how about yourself? What might you add? What well, might I? So I think for some of the things for me that have helped me advance uh, is uh, prioritizing relationships while moving the business forward. I mean, Adrian said something similar, I think. That, um, and I think that if you, when you do this, then people realize they can trust you, right? And then they want in the future, they work with you, things go well. And you can make tough trade-offs and have hard conversations where there's a supposed, I don't know, organizational barrier or something where really there isn't, to me, there isn't one, right? And I think that I put that forth and that really changes the dynamic. And I feel like really super strong ownership for things I'm involved in. So I might not be the highest manager on Project X, but I feel like whatever I make, I'm responsible for its success, you know, in any way possible. So I will like look into, uh, uh, you, know, you know, just make sure you're looking for like that gray space, what I call it, where maybe there's a hole where nobody has uh, realized something yet, or, or like there's a gap in coverage, like, oh, who thought about the strategy? Thought, mm, maybe nobody did, and I'm going to make one. Uh, and then I've always been been uh, thought that by being myself has actually been really valuable for me. I think when I was younger, I thought I had to be someone different because I didn't see people that were like me, that I thought, okay, so I'm kind of a happy-go-lucky, positive, a little bit silly, and it's just fine. Uh, and then I, I think also asking for things has been really uh, useful for me. Uh, that, you know, like I was doing a job and I thought, you know what, that job, they really have a system view. They're right in the middle of everything. They get to meet everybody. And I just went and talked to some people and said, hey, I'm if you ever have a job in your department, I'm interested, let me know. And, and what do you know? Like it bears fruit. I mean, several times in my career, I've done this. And every time it has borne fruit. You know, it might be six months later. It might be eight months later. But it, it really worked for me. Um, and then I think another thing advancing along the relationship lines is I always feel like I'm in a way serving the business and serving other people or serving the people that I manage. And I think that attitude really help, helps me anyway um, go further and be uh, sharing, uh, I guess, my kindness uh, and being a mentor myself and, and always having acting with the integrity for, to what really I hold dear. So. Wonderful. Um, great additions. Alexandra, anything you might add? Goodness. Um, oh, such great tips from Adrian and Melinda already. You know, I, I guess I would just echo what they've already said and just say, you know, ask for what you need and mm -hmm. ask for, you know, what you want. And, and also, um, and this was a challenge for me originally was, you know, finding my voice and actually, mm -hmm. um, you know, having the seat at the table. And while I knew I brought 
different insights into different situations or problems. Um, it was still sometimes really challenging for me to to voice that. And so mm -hmm. really being confident in that there is value that I bring um, mm -hmm. was something that, um, you know, I think once I found that helped me on the journey. Mm -hmm. um, but I also probably wouldn't have gotten there if it wasn't for my mentors or just the people that I've touched in the business or or the people that have touched me in some ways in the business that were my supporters um, and then that have encouraged me to reach higher um, for, you know, with that, that position or leadership for a project or whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so I think to Melinda's point of, of supporters and the network, I think it's really important to to nourish and nurture those relationships. And mm -hmm. kindness goes a long way when you're trying to build those relationships, for sure. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. I think that's a common thread I've heard through each of you with regards to the relationships, the kindness, the self-agency, and finding our voices. We're going to take a commercial break and come back and hear more from our wonderful uh, panel here, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. The business community's first choice in internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 619-453-8093. That's 619-453-8093. Or send an email to Dr. White. Her email address is swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego, California. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission to enrich lives through a continuum of education and wellness service. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. are listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to Dr. Cheryl White at swite at neighborhoodhouse.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters. And we are back with uh, Leadership Matters talking to Alexander Albro, Adrian Brandon, and Melinda Valencia. I'm gonna to toss this ball, I think first over to Alexandra and ask you to just maybe share your thoughts on what other leaders can do, what women can do uh, to be more successful, uh, others might do to be allies, just your final thoughts. 
Thank you. You know, two things that come to my mind, one is compassion, and that includes self-compassion. So back to, you know, knowing who you are, what you stand for, and being really authentically you, um, I think is really important. And having that self-compassion to knowing that when you make a mistake, it's okay. You know, it's, it's, it's an experience from which you learn. You wouldn't come to success if it wasn't for all the failures that you've, you know, um, had. And so having that self-compassion for yourself through the process, I think, is really important. And also compassion for others as, as you, you know, are navigating the leadership ladder or in the position. We all we are all on our journey and sometimes we stumble and just having compassion. You know, a lot of times there's no ill intent, um, but it's a learning experience. And then perhaps the other one is, again, the kindness and support for absolutely women, but also creating that awareness um, for other groups, you know, understanding the challenges that you encounter as part of that particular group that you're, you are um, part of. For me, particularly, I'm a white female, and I'm also a mother and a wife. And, you know, sometimes I've, I realize that just having a conversation with someone um, and providing an insight from your own perspective is so enriching for the other party. And there's kind of an aha moment. And so, you know, advocating and sharing the experience and awareness is also really important in supporting um, understanding and collaboration and, and paving the way um, for other women as well. And then lastly, I want to say, I feel very fortunate because a lot of women in my life have been incredibly supportive. And um, what, in times when I doubted myself, they really stepped forward and showed me that I can do it. And so if you can also be that person for the other women or people or, or other group members that really need it, it's going to come a long way because we all give and we all receive. And so, um, yeah, compassion, mm -hmm. um, including self-compassion, uh, support, kindness, and then, um, yeah. Wonderful. Love it. And as you're talking about self-compassion, it made me think of Verna Jagger. She was one of our passport members, fabulous coach, facilitator, and teacher on self-compassion. So Verna comes to mind. Shout out to Verna, wherever you are. <laughs> and um, let's see, Adrian. how about yourself? Your final thoughts? Yes, thank you so much. This has been such a wonderful conversation. I want to first plus one to what Alexandra said on being yourself and the idea that bringing your best self is more than enough. If you're often worrying about trying to be like or being other people or fitting in, the world's going to miss out on you being you. So I love what she said about that. I also love what Melinda said regarding um, asking for what you want. Um, and when a woman comes to you and asks you for what she wants um, and is deserving of a chance, please say yes. Um, please say yes. And in large organizations where um, there might not be many women um, present or in leadership, being able to facilitate structures and spaces like affinity groups for women to commune, I think, is also important for leaders to consider. Um, and then always trying to approach people from their humanity. I think, and why they're similar. Um, understanding that women, uh, as women, we are often, as you've heard on this call, um, primary caregivers, 
um, of our children um, or even our parents. And there's just often more than meets the eye to what's going on. So um, treating everybody really like they're multidimensional and multilayered is important. I love what we've talked about in terms of making a point to connect with other women. Um, we we can certainly help each other um, and, and should be, and, and leaders should want to be an ally to help women and openly acknowledge that, that there are challenges that women face um, and that A, you see them, you see them, they are heard by you, they are seen by you, um, and that you want to be a part of helping to create spaces for other women to lead. I think when women know, other women know that, um, it will help them unlock uh, opportunities and potentials uh, if they feel connection. I would also just like to say that it often helps when you are underserved for people to give voice to the fact that they understand that and that they are trying to be a part of the solution and asking for what looks like and feels like help, I think is great. Finally, I'll just say that I think every one of us on this call is a great example um, that we are all so many different things um, and we can't let any one thing define us or separate us from what we believe that we're destined to do. So I would just leave us with going out and seeking out your own North Star and belonging to yourself, serving a higher purpose and letting that guide you. Thank you. Thank you. And Melinda, final thoughts. Well, I'd say as far in terms of being an ally to other women, I, I've always thought enjoyed being able to give people a safe space to really talk about the underlying issues or things they may want to ask, but they, you know, you don't want to drop the corporate mass, right? So you can only drop that maybe with a few people that you really trust. So I try to be that person where you can really get to the heart of what someone's really, you know, what's really on their mind and their heart. The other thing I always tried to do was point out to people things you see in them. You know, you see great things like, I see this in you. You know, you know what? You're really good at that. Or you could be a leader in this. Or did you ever think about getting promoted? And sometimes people, they already see it and sometimes they don't, right? And then you, and you also have a top a chance to push it even further by pointing it out, not to them, but maybe if, if, they're, if you're not their manager, pointing out to their manager, bring it to the discussions amongst managers and you're talking about who, you know, who's, uh, moving upwards in the in the organization, offer to help them. Say, hey, if you want to evaluate your your, your leadership skills and I pick, uh, you know, know your strengths, pick what you might want to work on. So those things I, I think are something we can all do. Um, and then I, I guess let me say a final thought. I, a final thought would be that I think leaders, we have a real opportunity to bring positively enjoy to the workplace, to our communities, to our families, right? And that I really think the more we get out of our own heads and think about and serve others, like the more rewarding and beautiful that like life is. So I've wonderful. Well, thank you, um, each of you for being with us today. I appreciated all of the valuable insights that you shared. Also want to thank Rudolph Johnson, our present CEO, he is a wonderful um, champion and sponsor of women. So uh, thank you, Rudy. And um, thank you to our listening audience for tuning in. If you, if you have topics you'd like to hear, please feel free to send those to Leadership Matters Questions at Innovisions.org. And that's Leadership Matters Questions, no, um, no spaces, and Innovisions, I-N-N-O-V-I-S-I-O-N-S.org. So please join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. or download the podcast at your convenience on demand. And until next time, keep on keeping on, informing leaders, inspiring solutions.
you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl White and Dr. Andre Howard is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.